Today, we will talk about exploring new markets for Mitterstand. Hi, my name is Jan, and I am the founder of 360 Digital Transformation, where we help small and medium businesses, so Mitterstand, to optimize, digitalize, and automate their business processes. Today, I have Dr. Barbara Fluge with me. She is a book author. The book is called Mobility Moves Minds. She's an entrepreneur and she's quite experienced when it comes to digital transformation, where her motto is from physical to digital. Without any further ado. Hi, Barbara. Welcome. Nice to be here. Hello, Chan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for being here today. And can you please introduce yourself and Mobility Moves Minds? Of course, I would like to do that. So my name is Barbara Fluge. Um, as you hear, I'm from German nature, living here in Switzerland for more than 15 years. I'm a digitization and uh, transformation expert. So I worked in strategy consulting for a US Silicon Valley startup. And I worked uh, in corporate for more than 16 years uh, for SAP, for example. So, yes, I'm independent since two years. I run Digital Value Creators, or short DVC. And uh, I'm also a book author. I'm a researcher. Um, I help my clients actually to look into and learn from the expertise I built um, in various different kind of projects over the past 24 years. And this is actually also how Mobility Moves Minds actually was born, right? I said it was born in 2018 to look into resilience, entrepreneurial resilience, but it was actually raised since 1997, <laughs> since I'm in the, in the market, so to speak. So it's a long time. And mobility is about physical, digital, and mental mobility. So it is a research project, a community project, and of course, now also in the market, as a book and as a, a digital uh, version. Um, and uh, yeah, that summarizes, I think, uh, quite well. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. It summarizes quite well. But before we start, can you uh, show us the book? Oh, of course. Yes. One second. So this here actually uh, with, a, with a red dot, right? Or the red dot here. That's the, the German uh, version. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mobility Moves Minds, uh, Build and Grow Again as a Business. So it has the same title. And what you see in the background um, uh, here on my on my background, the yellow one, that's the English version. Yes. So it's pretty a massive book. Uh, it's uh, 340 pages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's two and a half years, you know, uh, that I researched with more than 20 contributors on the matter of personal and entrepreneurial uh, resilience. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction to the book mm -hmm. as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I am looking forward to read it in the shortest time. And I also suggest our audience to have a look at the book. I will put the links, uh, both the English and the German version. Uh, but let's start. And uh, in I remember in one of our conversations, you mentioned that uh, design thinking is great, uh, but it lacks the action. So how does that apply to Mitterstand? Well, let's first start with um, the design thinking method, right? So it's, it's, it's great to trigger studies and innovative ideas. 
um, to bring together, um, let's say, engineers, decision makers from Mittelstand, right? What um, was actually meant in the beginning was about to look into feasibility and viability as well. So to really grow through what has been elaborated in design thinking workshops, for example, yeah. Um, what is lacking over time is the action part. So get to know the options, run the evaluation, and then decide how to proceed and deploy. So not only design and think about it, but to actually take um, the, the results and the options that have been refined and then really look into how to deploy that. So it is a method that's applicable, of course, for Mittelstand. I mean, it's not sizing dependent, right? Uh, it's not dependent on one or two specific industries. It's a method like many others. Yeah, we've seen in more than 20, 30 years actually in the market. Um, and it's great to bring it together. Um, what I'm missing is the action part. And this is why it should move our minds and moves our actions um, more than it does uh, today, actually. Yeah. So. Uh... You mean we need to have an action plan, but also we need to execute and deploy uh, what are uh, coming through the design thinking, let's say, workshops or activities. Yes, the point is that um, what I experienced in the in the past uh, years since the beginning of design thinking is that the workshops are really run great by design thinking coaches. Um, by teams and um, then at the end there's a lot of paper produced because everything is so nicely put on the flip charts and the brown papers and very often what what I observed was that the paper ends up in the trash bin and uh, great little booklets have been produced out of the workshop and uh, with lots of graphics and all that um, and uh, when I interviewed uh, some of the workshop participants afterwards, they said, okay, what happens now? And they said, well, it's great to look at it, but to really read into it, to look into how to make this as a vehicle to transform, convince our management, and then the individual um, colleagues from the, from the staff, right, from the departments, that is actually missing because uh, it is like a workshop. And uh, it should be, if it's embedded in a master plan, right, in a procedure model, then it becomes a different role. And then it becomes, let's say, included and not isolated. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we need to bring the execution into the game, uh, as I understand. Um, and yes. again, again, in one of our conversations, you also mentioned that uh, it was a very interesting conversation. I took a lot of notes, by the way. Um, Mittelstand can grow in new markets, but not necessarily without sacrificing their profit margin. And that was really interesting. Can you please explain us how that's possible? Well, I think we need to understand the situation first of Mittelstand. When we run an analysis, right, of Mittelstand um, companies, so that are targeted to Mittelstand or part of Mittelstand, the question is very often, what is the, what is the focus, right? Is it a product delivery? Is it a service delivery? And um, to a great extent, more than two-thirds are actually product-driven companies, right? So sacrificing 
uh, the profit margin, uh, of course, um, everyone would would totally agree with it by introducing a new product because of the organizational and operational efforts, right? To design a new product, uh, do the prototyping, uh, testing it, bringing it into the production line, um, field testing, and then of course, all the other elements that are related to a product-driven execution. I'm looking into new markets um, where the profit margin actually can still increase, right? So looking into the market drivers. And um, here, what is key is to look into, is my Mittelstand company embedded, and that's most of the cases, in a specific industry? So we have this industrial embeddedness, and we have also these affiliations. So the networks, the business networks, the relationships with others, and very often you find middle-strand companies, when they look into their core industry, they are serving today, they are selling to into today, that they very often are in a sandwich position. So to understand what new markets are, it's about first to be, let's say, open, um, to leave the industrial embeddedness where you are in today, and being open to open up the boundaries and getting out of these very often dead and sweet scenarios. So the second thing is about looking into who, what, and where are the roadblocks, right? So are the roadblocks, let's say the market itself, are the roadblocks based on my business network because I'm in a sandwich position and I cannot act, I'm not so flexible. So that of course uh, diminishes my margin too because I'm dependent and I feel a lot of dependency and pressure on my operational business activities and my, 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 my organization as such. So looking into the margin drivers, looking into the roadblocks and actually running a very blunt analysis of my market position. So what role do I perform in what markets? So in new markets, looking into that one, everything is open. So it is like a greenfield scenario where it's not only question where my industries are, but it's also a question, do I deliver a product or not? And uh, this is actually um, new markets for me are not purely product driven. They're looking, I'm looking into being service driven, for example. Yeah. So um, it is about checking the situation, but also leaving the common ground. And leaving the home ground, of course, it's a mental openness that's being that's being uh, asked for. So it is possible, and um, there are a number of techniques and also methods to look further into that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a great point to ask how, in this point, uh, mobility moves minds. Help me, Tristan. Well, mobility moves minds, as I said in the beginning, um, is a result from decades of investigations and projects. I did, but also my contributors did from various different industries, various different countries and even continents, right? Um, and so for me, coming from a product-driven business, you know, um, my first jobs actually um, happened uh, in the construction business for a Mittelstand company, right? where I started to investigate the business processes. 
Um, then I moved into a corporate life. Um, I worked, for example, also in a project for Siemens on the ultrasound, the medical healthcare business. And for me, Mobility Moves Minds is about um, assessing the field of opportunities and um, helping to understand the move from physical to digital. And um, so what I actually did was in the past couple of years, I looked into what is a master plan? What is a procedure model that can help Mittelstand to take on the opportunities from digitization, but also understanding what the physical boundaries are today and what the product heritage is that Mittelstand actually brought over um, from decades to decades up till now. So because very often when you are in the Mittelstand, I mean, you have a great heritage, a legacy of your products yeah. of previous innovation that carry on for over family generations, right? So it is about to revealing the status quo and looking um, into the status quo from a physical, a digital, and now comes the third part, the mental. So um, the cognitive perspective, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, where you help, I think, with the mindset, uh, because it says mobility moves minds. And uh, for me, the association is the mindset. And also uh, from physical to digital, uh, we all know that it's a change management and uh, we should we should be uh, working with uh, people. And uh, you also, um, maybe you can, give some uh, use cases from your clients uh, once you again told me about the uh, your conversation with the ex-ceo of sap mm. but it's up to you uh, which use case you prefer yes um thank you so um coming to the point of physical to digital um we need to look into what makes that move really successful right and why the mental part or how psychologists call it cognitive flexibility. Mm -hmm. So to do scenario building, to do scenario design, um, to acknowledge the matter of resilience, resiliency in the people, but also the resiliency of a product and of a market um, that ask for, let's say, yeah, looking into the building blocks. So from physical to digital, actually, what we did throughout the two and a half years project, we looked into the building blocks and we turn, it turned out to be seven. And actually, it was a coincidental factor because when you ask someone um, about resiliency and mental mobility and change management, many of them would answer, well, let's look into mindfulness, right? Achtsamkeit, how we say in German. Let's look into HR. Mobility moves minds from physical to digital is much more. It looks into the entrepreneurial resilience capability. So what's the capacity of your Mittelstand company when you go through these seven elements? And the first starting point um, is um, the strategic outline and the status quo where you are right now. And then actually adding to that a service model and the ecosystems where you could play a role. So um, use cases actually I'm running are derived from what is the role model of the organization today 
And what are the opportunities based on the heritage, on the products and the organizational readiness and the resilience factor? So what I do is I actually measure the resilience, the resiliency, not only of individual colleagues or management, also from the entire organization. And that's, that's quite uh, new, right, to look into that, because for me, resiliency actually touches every single piece in the organization. And the nice thing about Mittelstand is that you have this closeness between management, experts, talents, and the markets, right, and the customer relationships. So use cases, for example, are with, um, with woodlands, right? So what we currently do is, um, and um, you see it in the background, we investigate into 26 different brands and products, um, starting from a like, mm -hmm, to W, for example, like woodlands, uh, set like Sarah, right? A big Mittelstand player. And um, outlining, investigating the resilience score and looking into how they evolve from a product-driven company. Woodlands is a shoe company, a shoe manufacturer. I mean, for, for example, hiking boots, yeah? Uh, into a digital organization and a digital service. So it's not meant to be, let's say, to sell the product, the shoes, right? On webshop A, B, C, and D, and uh, Amazon, Zalando, or wherever. It's really about looking what the company can do by transforming into a digital service company. And that's quite a difference from, let's say, electronifying your offering and putting into an online webshop. It's really about looking into what you have in the company uh, as an expertise, a know-how, and the products that help you to build a baseline to turn into a digital company of the 21st century. Yeah. Um, and Mittelstand for me was always um, at the heart, as I said, my very first jobs, even during studies, I worked for uh, Mittelstand companies, construction, um, education service providers, technology transfer institutes, for example, in Bavaria, and uh, a number of different companies like in the luxury goods uh, industry, like uh, Mont Blanc, for example, was one of my clients. It was a worldwide project where we looked into a serial manufacturing business for the, let's say, the table pens, right, and, uh, and fountain pens up to the limited editions and really unique, uniquely designed individual products, right? And uh, when you look into that, um, it is not only the operational efforts you have there. I mean, that's not different um, if you are a corporate, uh, a multi-billion corporate company. And that's actually what I discussed with uh, Professor Henning Kagerman um, over lunch when we had um, joined the seminar uh, here in Switzerland. Uh, it was really about what, what is, uh, yeah, what's the situation of Mittelstand and what kind of digital, let's say, um, embeddedness does Mittelstand need, right? And the point is the operational efforts are the same. I mean, the business processes, uh, invoicing, sourcing, mm -hmm. billing, um, supplier selection. Is there a difference uh, compared to a Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola or uh, let's say, yeah, another big, big player like in the telco business? No. So, and that's actually what we discussed was about um, 
um, that the lack of digitization in Mittelstand is also, let's say, a result of looking into perfectionism, right? Into doing everything so perfectly that we forget about where the, let's say, the innovation opportunities are. So on the one hand side, um, the degree of digitization um, needs to be fulfilled as well. Same like in a corporate multi-billion uh, dollar business um, daily life, right? And uh, comparing the operational setup and the organization, of course, this is where we find differences because it is a, large, uh, a smaller number of staff, right? You have um, uh, less, less hierarchies. Um, it's a very flat organization to a certain extent, looking more into subsidiaries um, that are actually out there as light poles and lighthouses in the different markets, yeah? And you have a very specific, let's say, production setup when you look into product-based businesses of Mittelstand. Yeah. So, um, so what we have been discussing was about um, how complex um, um, is an IT offering for corporates and does it really fit to Mittelstand? And this is actually, yes, it led to the point of perfectionism. If you really like to make it as perfect as possible, it will not succeed because it takes too long. If you bring in, let's say, a team of five, six, seven consultants to a Mittelstand company, it costs a lot. And at the end, actually, um, one consultant has a very specific, let's say, focus, like, like a, a slide or a slice of the business. And that's not helping either because it is about having this generalist view and understanding from A to Z what the product, what the process, what the business is about. And uh, this is actually my experience in the construction business. So when you investigate where digitization opportunities are, um, to go there and take the effort to really look into from the very first design of, let's say, a prefab house, for example, and then actually go all the way through um, preparation, sourcing, supplier selection, but also looking where is my business network? What happens if one supplier actually cannot deliver? What is if one part is missing? What we actually, or what you experience in the market right now, that um, parts are not delivered because they got stuck somewhere in a warehouse where the corona incidents are too high, people don't work, right? And um, have to be in quarantine. So we have many of these ripple effects in the supply chain. Yeah. So, uh, and this is actually what we have been discussing about um, how well prepared is a software provider like SAP um, and what are the challenges. So perfectionism is one. The degree of digitization is another one. So to start small and look into where you can, let's say, have like a screwdriver, right? You, you, you target the right screws and not just the big, big ones that don't fit to middle stand. You know, I think that's the best way to describe that a little bit. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I was also telling the same. Instead of uh, revolutionizing mm -hmm. the whole business uh, from physical to digital, uh, what we found out to be more helpful is to start small and start with the fastest effect or highest return on investment. So in one, two months, 
the management will see the results. And then from there, we can scale it up or uh, build another pilot. So step by step, but then uh, the project, the digital transformation project will also uh, create trust in the employees. They will see the benefits uh, if it's in one or two months in their daily lives rather than two years project where no one sees the results and after two years the project is cancelled because of the high cost so that's what we were also talking about a lot and uh, thank you for pointing that out Barbara. Let me just um, get jump a little bit into what you just said um, I think that's a very very important point um, to look into a the duration of a lighthouse project and how to actually staff it right so who are the colleagues and talents and the experts that are actually um, being part of this lighthouse project when you look at corporate um, projects so like the large multi-billion um, or let's say very international corporations very often um, even up till now, the projects actually were like, yeah, little islands there, sometimes islands with a lot of heaven there. And um, of course, there was a lot of communication, uh, a lot of uh, networking efforts being done by internal marketing departments to actually inform everyone what is happening there. Mittelstand has the opportunity to really have, let's say, go through the DNA of the company of the organization and bring along everyone and invite them in because that actually then diminishes the effort on the change management side because when you get to know something and you see it and you are part of it, then you have another, let's say, yeah, closeness um, to what is happening there, then you're just being informed. So it is about inviting them in and the other, Point also what you said, um, I totally agree with that, is about looking into a functional lighthouse setup with the aim to deploy and scale it. And this comes to the point to look into what is the scalability model. I've seen many projects, I have been called in to review business cases looking into why did it work in that region? Why didn't it work in another one, the new offering? Why did it scale here for one year, two years, three years? And after that, it just dropped, right? So because the scalability um, has not been, let's say calculated in, in the business case, yeah? yeah? The efforts to really go there and build what I call a network effect. So. Uh, it might take a little bit longer in the beginning, but uh, when you calculate in a network effect and you look into your community, in your ecosystem, uh, then actually you have a much greater chance and you have, let's say, uh, the facts and the figures also to, to get this long tail effect at the end, right? So that, that you really can grow um, also in a new market. Um, and that's why I look into these ecosystems analysis and, and run ecosystems assessments as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the point. Uh, and as you said, by including almost all relevant stakeholders, uh, people also feel ownership of the project. Mm -hmm. So the more ownership they feel, the more um, they likely to work for it. So 
uh, as you said, as you said. But uh, Barbara, what's your top suggestion for uh, Mittelstand owners, managers to apply right away? Right away. The first thing is envision your future. You have dreamed about it. You have talked about it. Write it up and say, what is my preferred future? That's the number one. The second one is about decide to move on. So to really bring the food on the ground and say, okay, I'd like to reach that future. It's um, about uh, going over incidents. It's about uh, acknowledging that there are challenges and even very hard times um, concerning budgets, concerning debts, uh, concerning suppliers you cannot pay, for example. So it is about deciding to move on. That's the second one. The third one is really go and look beyond your industrial boundaries. When we look into the automotive industries, for me, it's outdated. For me, the automotive industry as such, as a claim or as a construct doesn't exist, honestly, anymore. Um, I talked and researched and worked in projects around it for many years. For me, it is a mobility a mobility sector that's actually emerging, not only the mobility as vehicles, but also for products turning into services. So, so when you take, let's say, the example of an automotive industry and you are, let's say, in a furniture industry or you are, let's say, building a great textile or waving uh, a great textile fabric, right? Um, go beyond your industrial boundaries. Be prepared to leave your common ground not 100% like what we just discussed, but really looking into being prepared to run a lighthouse project on that one, experience it and go from A to Z, go into the deployment mode afterwards. And my uh, instant, let's say, um, recommendation how to start is um, what I'm doing is running a product performance check over five days. Mm -hmm. Then you get to know your product, you get to know the digitization factor, um, determine the resilience factor, um, not only of the product, but of the organization that is dedicated to that specific product. And then looking into the options, and then you can decide to move on or not. And it's about getting a full picture, right? Uh, and coming back to the start, right? It is about acting. Thinking is good, uh, being prepared, right? <laughs> uh, Everything thing is to execute, yes. I think uh, you have uh, done a great job by finishing what we have started and with what we have started. So thinking is good, but we need action. And Mittelstand, uh, they are uh, the role models of action in the German economy for uh, decades uh, of decades. And right now it's uh, why not for the digital transformation. Barbara, how people can find you? Well, you find me on LinkedIn, Barbara Flüge. So um, you find me on barbara-flüge.com. That's one of my websites, digitalvaluecreators.com um, is currently in process. We, we, we remodel it a little bit, or you just send me an email um, and you find it also on LinkedIn, the email address. So it's very easy to actually find me. There are not so many Dr. Barbaras or Dr. Barbara Flüges in the German market, so, yes. <laughs> All right, but we will also put those information to the description. 
And thank you, Barbara. Thank you for your valuable insights. It was nice learning from you. And ciao. Ciao, John. Thank you. One episode every Tuesday at 7.45 a.m. And also other videos for digital transformation. If you like the content, please subscribe. And you can reach me out anytime by my email. Here it is. And thank you for visiting my channel.